uh, welcome to the latest episode of uh, 13 Minutes with Maddie. I'm Maddie, uh, and today I'm with uh, Ella. Hi, Ella. Hello there. Lovely to be on your podcast. Lovely to have you. Um, uh, Would you mind just uh, telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so... um, my name's Ella and um, I'm one of the ambassadors now for um, the Mind Over Cancer Charity. Um, so the kind of reason I guess I got involved with the charity is because um, when I was around 17 years old, um, my boyfriend, at the time boyfriend, now husband, um, got diagnosed with um, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And um, yeah, it's been quite a journey up until this point and just trying to navigate all the emotions that come with that and mental health and everything as well um so yeah we're married now Luke and I and I'm a teacher he's a nurse and yeah I think that's about me um yeah so uh we'll we'll jump right in then uh Mm -hmm. as usual I'm really curious what what that was like finding out that your partner had got that that diagnosis especially such at such a young age yeah it was I mean, it was weird because it was such a shock at the time because you never, ever expected that to happen. I think at 17 years old, you don't ever think that cancer is something that's going to kind of be involved in your life in any way. Um, But Luke was kind of ill for a while, like in the summer. So we got together in May and then it was kind of around that July time of that year that he started to get all these aches and pains that we couldn't really explain. But it was going on for quite a while and he was going back and forth to the GP and we weren't really sure, no one really knew what was going on. And then it kind of came to this kind of, this big thing in December where he got um, admitted to Addenbrooke's and then we found out it was cancer. And I just remember being, I remember being so, so shocked, but I have... I have really visceral memories. Like looking back at that time, I can see things like so picture perfect, like that phone call that I had with him and he was in hospital saying, Ella, I think it might be cancer. And I remember kind of like walking after sixth form to get picked up. And I just remember being like so sad and so like so confused Mm -hmm. because I don't think it was ever something that ever came into my mind that that would be what was going on. And what was your initial reaction? Because I remember telling my my then boyfriend at the time and thinking like I had so many thoughts going through my head I was thinking like oh my god he's gonna run for the hills I I think it was so Luke and I because we were kind of our first proper boyfriend and girlfriend kind of thing is 17 years old and we were just like so much in that still in that like honeymoon phase of like being young and obsessed with each other and all that kind of thing (laughs) that I don't think it it never occurred to me that I would, um, sorry, it never occurred to me that I would do anything different apart from just be there for him. And I think at the time, I mean, this is what I've heard from a lot of different people who've been involved in these situations is that at the time you don't really have a choice, but to get on with things mm-hmm. like at the time you, you just do what you've got to do. And I think, afterwards it's when you start to analyze how you're feeling and it will kind of like it has a bigger it had a bigger impact on me years later at the time I was just like okay gotta get through my 
A levels, AS levels, got to be there for Luke, got to do it. And we just, you know, he just kind of got through it if that was the case. Because, you know, there wasn't any other option really. That's really strange because that kind from my experiences um, as a person uh, that had cancer and speaking to other people that have had cancer, it sounds like you processed it in very much the same way as as we did. And that I didn't expect that. I didn't expect. I think as well, like when you're a young adult, like at this, I was at the age of 17 and you don't really know who you are as a person then anyway, you're still forming so much of your identity. So I think for me personally was when I went to university and I think it's also about that big trend going to university is a big transition in anyone's life like leaving home and all that kind of stuff I only think it's kind of at that point in my life where I really processed what had happened and I think that's when I had my the kind of start of my journey with figuring out my mental health and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. really happened at that time um but yeah because I think at the time you just get through it and then afterwards you're like a moment to breathe and you figure out oh yeah actually that was quite a big deal did you communicate much with with Luke about how you were feeling like yeah so I think at the time we were really open and honest with each other and I think there were definitely things that like we could talk about with each other that maybe he didn't want to talk about with other people Mm -hmm. um and vice versa like we were really very open and honest but I think that's also who I am as a person like I, I just can't keep anything in my head <laughs> as soon as I think something I have to say it out loud to someone um so I think we were really fortunate in that actually we were really open and clear like throughout the whole process and I think that's how we've been now as well but also when I was at uni and I was struggling as well but also I think a really big part of it for me it, although we were really open and honest with each other it's really hard because so I was really struggling with my mental health when I got to university and in the end it turns out that I got um, diagnosed with like some symptoms of PTSD because of the way that I was kind of thinking back and analyzing those situations and to admit that to Luke was really hard because this wasn't even something that I had gone through personally like I wasn't ill I wasn't having chemotherapy I wasn't having surgeries these things weren't happening to me but for some reason it felt like I was struggling emotionally more than a lot of the other people who were involved in the situation and for a long time I was like why is this happening why why am I not coping when everyone else seems to be getting along just fine so I think that was quite a hard thing to admit and talk to people about generally but I think when you do open up and the more you talk about it people the more you do realize that actually other people are feeling really similar as well and the more you realise that actually there's no point in feeling guilty because we all react to situations in different ways and that's just the way that people's minds work and the way that my mind works. And that's kind of it, that, you know, maybe naturally I'm more of an anxious person and that's okay and that's the way that I dealt with it. So I think it's taken a long while for me to get that kind of acceptance within myself that I never needed to feel guilty for feeling or a certain way or for really worrying or stressing 
or anything like that because actually other people were probably feeling like that too yeah and I think that's something really sort of important to highlight because it's not although yes it's it's a very sort of big thing for the person that's actually going through it it really does impact the people around them as well Mm. um and I think a lot a lot of people um I know especially my sort of my family and the people around me were basing how they reacted on how I did and I think because I wasn't processing it they were deciding okay we're not going to react to it either not in front of her anyway and then I yeah. felt really hard to sort of then open up about my how I was feeling it's such a I think the thing is it's such a complex like it's such a complex kind of situation and with hindsight now there's no right way to react for for the person who's going through it but for family members as well it's not like you should be feeling this way at one point or you shouldn't be feeling this way at one point and it doesn't matter if you're more sad or more anxious or less sad or less anxious like that shouldn't just be a thing about comparing each other like no yeah and I can hindsight's a lovely thing like looking back on it now (laughs) thinking do you know what Ella like I just want to give that that kind of like my 20 year old version of myself a hug because I think you know what you were just really doing your best at the time and yeah just be a bit kinder to yourself really yeah and I think at the time when you're that age you think like you're an adult and you should become like you should be coping with it but you're really not and I um, I think I also think at the age of 30 as well I've just turned 30 this year I don't think you ever get to that feeling or feeling like I'm an adult and you cope with things okay but it's you're so right when you're like in your early 20s especially like going to uni or whatever you feel like oh yeah I'm living independently now or whatever and it's just it's so not like that is it no not at all and I think that that I mean me personally that little voice telling me like you shouldn't be feeling like this and beating and beating yourself up for feeling a certain way I think that's the worst part Mm. um and it really does sort of just exacerbate the feelings that you're feeling like realizing that it's okay to to feel things and and I think once you as well like you just sort of have to give yourself permission to feel feel those ways I think this is why I'm a really big advocate of kind of therapy and counseling and things like that as well because when you manage to say these things out loud to someone sometimes it's that they can give you that reassurance that you know like this kind of conversation that you have and really at the time it's like the therapist and stuff that I had were giving me that hindsight that I have now as a 30 year old looking back at that situation to be like no it's okay you're trying your best kind of thing Mm -hmm. so I think that's why if I could give any recommendation to I think anyone but like especially people who are kind of going through any situation like you've been through or like family members or anything just go and speak to a counsellor make sure you're speaking to someone about how you're feeling because it's just so so invaluable Mm -hmm. and I think also that's the that's the really good thing about mind over counselling about how they um find counsellors and stuff for you that's the right fit because I think that's so important is finding the right finding the right person to talk to who you gel with 
And I think that's something that this charity does really, really well. So, yeah. And also providing that support, not just for the the people that have had the cancer, but also the people, the family and the friends. Uh, Yeah, 100%. I mean, obviously for me, I wish... I wish something like that was available um, when we were kind of going through things. I was in a really privileged position that I was fortunate that my dad had private healthcare, which covered me until the age of 25. So I was able to get therapy quite, quite quickly. And that's really not the case for a lot of people. So I was in a really fortunate position that I was able to do that. But for a lot of people, I mean, the waiting lists are so long now. Um, so I think this is just mind over cancer is just such a great resource for that yeah no it's brilliant um yeah on that note um thank you so much um for talking to me and for for sharing Um, oh you're most welcome i think what you're doing is so good so thank you so much for having me